0: thanks for joining Awaken to Grace. Today, Pastor Chad will be in part two of Isaiah six in the sermon called Fire and Purity. If you haven't downloaded Awaken to Grace, be sure to visit your device's app store and download and connect with us. Any other way. And so here's the thing. One day, every knee will bow. One day, every tongue will confess. But like Isaiah, you and I can do it now in this life. You will either do it now, willingly, submissively, recognizing Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, as sovereign, as supreme. Or you will do it one day When he will turn, he will turn you away and he'll say, depart from me, you workers of lawlessness, you workers of iniquity, you people of sin. And he'll say, I never knew you, but yet you'll still bow your knee and you will still confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Friends, I'm telling you, I want to do it in this life. I want to do it with my heart. I want to do it out of gratefulness. I want to do it out of thanksgiving. I want to recognize Jesus as sovereign over me. Because let me tell you, he's sovereign over everything and over everyone. And I want to do it willingly. I want to do it joyfully. Because you know what will happen for those who do it willingly and joyfully today? Today. Here's what the Bible says, Jude 1, 24. It says one day that Jesus will present us before his Father with great glory and with great joy. Friends, so many things are going to happen around the throne of God. And let me tell you, on that day, when I am around the very throne of God, of God. I want to be welcomed as a friend. I want to be welcomed as a servant. I want the Lord to say. Well done. Good and faithful servant. I do not want to be an enemy. What about with you? Will you be an enemy? Holding on to your sin. Loving your sin. Embracing your sin. Over the love of of Jesus Christ will you be one that you hold so tight to sin that you cannot accept the Lord we have one opportunity the Bible says Hebrews nine twenty seven. scripture says for it is appointed unto man to die once and after this the judgment see one day you and I will be before the throne of God and what will we see what will we do what will you do When you one day stand before the throne of God. It was Jesus that Isaiah saw, according to John chapter 12. He saw the glory of God. He saw, the Bible says that the train of his robe filled the temple. You know what the expression is here? Well, in ancient times, the longer that the train of a king was, the more power and authority and dominion he had. You know, we kind of do something similar in our culture. I've asked many doctors this. I read one time in a Reader's Digest, this is kind of off in the weeds a little bit, but just just for your useless knowledge, I read one time in a Reader's Digest that the longer the white coat of a physician, the more experience they have. So I always laughed and said, if I have a surgery, I'm going to make sure that coat is as far down as it can get, right? And I've asked several in the medical field, is that true? The longer the coat, the more experience, the more training they have. And many, many uh, physicians have told me, yes, that's true. That's true. But in ancient times, the longer the train of the robe, the more power, the more authority, the more dominion the king had. And what does the Bible say? The train of his robe filled the temple. Friends, Jesus Christ has All power, all authority, all dominion. He is supreme and he is sovereign. Are you his? Do you belong to him? Is he your shepherd? Are you his sheep? Or are you embracing sin? And you are the enemy of this king? That's worth examining your heart over. Isaiah sees the Lord high and lifted up. There's no end to his power, no end to his kingdom. It is an ongoing exaltation. And then what does the prophet see next? He sees these angels. Now, the, the Scripture calls them seraphims. Mm. Hollywood could not mimic this on any grand level. Isaiah says that the seraphims had six wings and with two they covered their feet. With two they covered their head and with two they flew. And the Bible says that these seraphims day and night say, holy, holy, holy unto the Lord. Oh, can you get this scene in your head? See, the reason I love that Isaiah brings this out, it gives us the focal point of what this text is about. It's about the holiness of God. Now, now follow me for a moment, okay? Really follow me on this. Isaiah is a prophet. Isaiah has very high standing in the nation of Israel. Isaiah has the right and the authority to pronounce judgment or pronounce blessing on the entire nation. And he's standing in this office of prophet. And and he's God's man. But watch what happens when he gets around the holiness of God. Do you realize that in the first five chapters of Isaiah, Isaiah 1 through 5, the prophet is saying, "'Woe is them!' Woe unto you, woe is them. But do you know what happens in chapter 6? Do you know what happens when he gets around the throne of God? Do you know what happens when his eyes see Jesus high and lifted up? Do you know what happens when he sees the seraphims flying and they're crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And for the first time in his life, he truly sees the holiness of God. Do you know what happens to him? He says, woe unto me. Woe unto me. No longer is it woe unto them. Woe unto me. Christians today would do very well to seek the holiness of God. Because you know what happens? What happened to Isaiah is what happens to us. When we see the Lord high and lifted up. When we see the holiness of God. We see the sinfulness of us. We see our failings. We see our rebellion. We see our ungratefulness. We see the sin that permeates our life. And like Isaiah, we would see, Woe is me, for I am undone, and I am of unclean lips. Friends, have you ever really saw the holiness of God? Have you ever seen the perfection of God, the the sinlessness of God? Have you ever seen His justice and seen His righteousness to such a point that it makes you see how wretched and vile and sinful you truly are? We would do well to see this. See, I want my children to know that God loves them. I tell my children many, many times, God loves you. I love you, but oh, how God loves you more. And I want my children to feel the love of God in their life. I want them to feel the love of Jesus. But let me tell you what I don't want. I don't want my kids to grow up thinking, well, of course God loves me. Why would he not? Friends, that's not the gospel. The gospel is not that God loves you because he has to love you. The gospel is not that God loves you because you are so lovable. It's actually the exact opposite. God loves you despite the fact you are unlovable. I am unlovable. You give our willful, sinful natures the choice. We'll choose sin every single time. You put light and darkness before us, we'll choose darkness over light every single time unless the Lord helps us and enables us. It's not that God loves us because He has to. It's that God loves us because He chose to, even despite our sin. Because Scripture says, while we were yet sinners... Christ loved us and died for us. Not after we were saved, not after we had the righteousness of God, not after we were in good standing. No, while we were yet sinners, Christ loved us and he died for us. That's the gospel. Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up. He saw the seraphim's. They flew around the throne of God crying holy day and night. And then the seraphim did something quite extraordinary. When Isaiah saw his own sin. This is the prophet of God. Isaiah is the real deal. It's not like he was some fake religious person who you know, had a fake experience. No. He really knew the Lord and yet he... Needed to see his own sin. Uh, Friends, I I can't stress this. I need to see my sin. You need to see your sin. The Puritans used to say, our eyes were created for two things, for seeing and for weeping. And a man will not weep over his sin until he sees it. Some of you don't feel guilty for your sins. Conscience, you, you, don't, you don't feel guilty. You don't feel the weight of sin. You know why? Because you've never seen it, my friend. And if you would plead with the Lord and you would say, God, convict my heart. Show me the sin that's in my life. Show me what needs to be repented of. Show me what needs to be forgiven. God, give give me an, uh, an, uh, an acute awareness of sin in me. Like Isaiah, you and I would say, I am undone. I am of unclean lips. Oh, how the church must come back to this. We must. So when Isaiah sees himself, when Isaiah sees the holiness of God, it shows him himself. And he sees the sin, maybe, perhaps, for the very first time in his entire life. You know, you know what happens? <laughs> this is extraordinary. Isaiah says, seraphim flew to him with a coal taken off the altar of God with tongs. And Isaiah says, when the burning coal touched his lips, it cleansed him, it purified him of all sin. Hallelujah. Friends, I thought so much this week. Oh God, how I would love to see you enthroned. And Lord, I wish I could see your throne. Oh God, I wish I could have the coal from the altar of God touch my lips. and. You know, I would feel that envy, I'd feel that jealousy. Oh God, if I could just experience that, if I could just feel that, if I could have that. And all of a sudden the Lord begins to minister to me, oh Chad, how you can have that. Because when I baptize you in the fire of the Holy Spirit, that's the intention. It purifies, it burns out sin. The Lord said, oh Chad, you can't have it. And all week this week, I've been saying, God, I want to see your holiness. I want the coal from the altar of God. I want the fire of the Holy Spirit to purify my heart, to purify my thinking, to purify my actions, to purify every area of my life. Friends, do you desire the fire of God? It's for us. Isaiah saw it in a vision, but my friends, you and I can have it right now in reality in our lives. For Jesus said, Jesus said, John baptizes you with water, but he said, I come to baptize you with water and with fire. What happened the day of Pentecost? Literal fire fell upon the people of God. And do you know what happens all throughout the church age? Oh, God wants to give fire to his church. Have you ever had the fire of God? Have you ever been touched, baptized with the fire of the Holy Spirit? I'll tell you, my friends, it will purify. It will cleanse you. Right now, if you want this, if you desire this, I want you to pray with me right now. I want you to pray for fire. Because let me, let me tell you, let me tell you the gospel. Let me tell you the gospel truth. God himself is a jealous fire. That's what the Bible says. And do you know that all of humanity is marching toward fire? All of humanity, those who are not born again, they'll face an eternal hell fire that will never be quenched. But you know what? For the people of God, one day when we are before the throne of God, our very lives, the works of our lives will be tried by fire. And scripture says it will either be hay, stubble, and wood that just burns up in smoke with nothing left. Or it'll be gold, silver, and precious stones. And it will be far more valuable. Either way, humanity's headed toward fire. And that's why now, in the church age, in the church of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit gives us fire. And you say, Chad, how do I experience it? You got to have the right perspective of God. You have to have the right perception of the Lord. You have to view Him in your life as high and lifted up, as enthroned over your life. You have to see Him as sovereign Lord. God, listen, He's not going to be your best friend. He's not your BFF. He is sovereign. He is Lord over you. And if God cannot be Lord of all, He will not be Lord at all. You must make Him Lord. You must, get, you must see him in the right perspective. And when you see the Lord in the right perspective, maybe for the first time in your entire life, you'll see you in the right perspective. And it'll be like Isaiah. I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm a student, I'm a child that's undone without Jesus. And then do you know what happens? (laughs) As we repent, as the Lord forgives us, as the Lord helps us, as the Lord fills us, as fire was brought off the altar to cleanse Isaiah, the Holy Spirit will give you his fire. Friends, it will purify you. I don't care what your past is. I don't care what your sins are. Were. I don't care what your mistakes were. You know what Paul said to the church? Paul said, adulterers will not enter. Idolaters will not enter. Fornicators will not enter. Liars, proud, boastful, they will not enter. Thieves will not enter the kingdom of God. And then you know what Paul said? He said the most marvelous words, perhaps in the Bible. Paul says, and such were some of you you've been washed hallelujah you've been cleansed you've been justified sanctified you know what I don't care what your past has been and I don't care what mistakes there have been and I don't care what sins or what failures there have been I don't care what rebellion there's been the fire of God will purify you like nothing else on this earth you want to feel pure you want to feel You wanna feel this, I can't even find the right word for it. Let God bring his fire into your life and it will cleanse you and it will purify you. If you want that now, I'm gonna invite you to pray with me. I wanna invite you to humble yourself. Let's first ask of the Lord, to give us the right perspective of himself. Pray with me right now. Lord, I want to see you as you are. I don't want to see you as some God that I have made up in in my mind, in my imagination. I want to see you for who you truly are. You are high and you are lifted up. You are supreme. You are sovereign. Help me to see you in that perspective. Now let's pray and ask the Lord to help us see ourselves. Lord, many of us think way too much about ourselves. We're all about our comfort. We're all about our conveniences. We think we're this and we think we're that. We think we're, we're a good person. There's people way worse than we are. We think, we're, we think we're this and that. Oh God, let us see ourselves as we truly are. Undone. Without the grace of God. Sinners. Sinners in need. Of a loving and forgiving God. Sinners who when we stand before the righteous judge. What then shall we do? When we stand before the throne of God. And give account of our lives. What then shall we say? What then shall we do apart from the grace in sheer mercy of Jesus Christ. Oh God, help us to see ourselves as we truly are, lost and undone without Jesus. And lastly, Lord God, I want to invite you to pray with me right now. Lord, we repent of our sins. We make you Lord of our lives. We yield ourselves. And now, lastly, Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, fill us with the fire of the Holy Spirit, the fire that cleanses from sin. The fire that purifies all impurities. The fire that burns out that dross and gets out that iniquity out of us. Oh God, baptize us anew. Baptize us afresh with fire of the Holy Spirit. Fire that makes us right. Fire that makes us new. Fire that makes us pure. Oh God, we ask You for the fire of the Holy Spirit inside us. Just as You took The coal, the hot, burning coal with tongs off the altar of the Lord and touch the lips of Isaiah. Oh God, we invite you now to touch our lives, to sanctify us, to purify us and to the glory and praise and honor of Jesus Christ himself. We ask these things In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, thank you so much for watching with us. Thank you so much for joining us all these weeks that we have been in this great time of transition. We are gonna open up on May the 24th. And so I want you to pray about joining us on that day. And, uh, and, and if you have been watching and you live in our area, we always invite you to Preaching Christ Church. If you live elsewhere and you're connecting with us through Awaken to Grace, through our free mobile app or website or One Place or YouTube or any of the po- podcasts, all of the multiple platforms that the Lord has given us, you know, I would love to hear from you. I invite you to write me, to email me directly, Pastor Chad Roberts at Gmail. And if God spoke to you in today's sermon, you know, you don't know how much it makes a blind man's day when I get an email telling me what God's doing in your life. Uh, Please tell me where you're listening from. It takes so much joy as people, people from California, Washington, Mississippi, Florida, Indiana, Georgia, uh, Pennsylvania, all over the place, we have been hearing from listeners. And it just, it makes this blind pastor's day when I hear from you. So take a moment, shoot me a quick email, Roberts at gmail.com. Make sure you download our free mobile app, Awaken to Grace. Make sure you're connecting with us because we want to know who you are, we want to know where you're listening from, and most important of all, we want to know how to pray for you. We love you. I love you. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to hearing from you.